on this edition of the Iowa Business Report. I don't think being a female actually was a weakness. I actually used it as a strength. It's a new era in the workplace, but realistically, one analyst says common sense will go a long way. They're going to build it, and they hope people will come. And in our business profile, we'll introduce you to a Quad Cities manufacturer of micro-rooms for maximum impact. This is the Iowa Business Report for the second weekend of August 2022. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com. Here is Jeff Stein. Heather Zumaraga makes frequent appearances on radio and television to provide insight into the economy. In light of her own experiences in the workplace, she wrote a book titled The Man's Guide to Corporate Culture, designed to help those seeking to build cohesion instead of division. Predominantly, most of my career in financial services, I worked with middle-aged white men such as yourself. And that's not good or bad. It just, it is what it is. There were many instances when I was the only female out of the entire sales force, over a hundred men. And I did very well. I don't think being a female actually was a weakness. I actually used it as a strength. I like that more women are seeing that as a strength versus a weakness in the professional corporate world. But there was a void of any information or helpful insight and how to help the men I worked with. They were struggling just as much as women. Women were wondering, oh, how do I climb the corporate ladder? But you know what, Jeff? The men now are in a situation where women make up half of the workforce and they're not quite sure how to react because they want to be inclusive and inviting, but sometimes the pendulum has swung too far in the opposite direction after the Me Too movement, for example. There is no guidebook. There is no playbook for it. And that's why I thought it was so important. When I did my research, I discovered that 60% of male managers felt uncomfortable working one-on-one with female colleagues. That's three out of five. And I was blown away. I said, wait a minute, I want to do something about this. There needs to be a book, which is now the man's guide to corporate culture that provides men a how to engage with your colleagues, bosses and subordinates of the opposite sex in the modern workplace in post pandemic. Because when we were working remote, a lot of the service jobs that could be done from home during COVID, now we went back into the office and there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of, do I shake someone's hand? Dr. Tony Fauci told me we may never shake hands again during COVID. You know, can I embrace a colleague? Can I give them a hug? How can I interact with people again after a year or two of working remotely just talking to someone on the computer, on Skype, on Zoom, etc., and not in person, face-to-face. Now, your book was released about a year and a half ago, and we were still kind of in the depths of COVID, just starting to come out in many areas of the country. Do you think that we've lost ground with regard to what you're talking about because of COVID, because of the detached nature of work for so long? A hundred percent. I think it exacerbated the situation, which was men already feeling uncomfortable with women kind of taking over the workforce, which is a beautiful thing. You know, the feminist movement. 
But it was like, oh my gosh, now there are so many new rules in place that there's a gray line. It's not a rule book of black and white where it's 100% true. But when you take the consensus of many examples of when someone may get in trouble, for example, of saying something about a woman, complimenting her about her appearance, that may be seen in the corporate world as harassment. It was probably not intended that way. This book is for all of the good guys. This isn't for the obvious Harvey Weinstein, Andrew Cuomo. I mean, those are obvious lines that were crossed, but this is maybe an innocent man that is just complimenting a woman who looks nice on her appearance. And then she goes and reports the guy to HR. And the next thing you know, he has a red flag. He's written up and his reputation is ruined, whether true or not. Regardless of the intentions, which are in that case, if you're a good guy, I'm assuming it was a good intention to make the other person feel good. And automatically now you may be at risk of losing your job and your reputation just because of a compliment you gave. Is there a distinction based upon age? In other words, is a younger generation, an individual from a younger generation, more or less likely to, quote, get it right more often, as opposed to someone of a more senior generation? Yes. And here's why. Because I may not be the norm, but personally, I'm a hugger. I love, Jeff, if you were to open the door for me and say I look beautiful today. Those things don't bother me. I embrace them. And that's probably the world you grew up in, where the man takes care of the woman. And that is regardless of the situation in your personal private life from your wife or your girlfriend to you extend that into the corporate world. And you're a good guy. I've known you, so I know you are. And you have no bad intention. But it's just this this world we live in that has gone crazy and out of control with how you're supposed to behave in the corporate office that the younger generation, when you were saying the age difference, may one get it right or one get it wrong, Mm -hmm. may be more cautious and careful because they have seen so many men unjustly get in trouble at work from true intentions just because of this new norm that maybe people your age aren't used to. That's just a mindset. Right. I mean, it's just a mindset of saying that I'm focusing my comments in a very constructive way that helps the self-esteem of the worker, helps the workplace generally, also are accurate, obviously. But it it gets us away from anything that that could lead to a flashing red light. Yeah, uh, I give numerous examples throughout the book, one of which is talking about a good job of, of things you're doing at work, like a presentation, nice job on that presentation. Public speaking can be intimidating, or you could say that's a great point if he or she points out a solution to a problem, you let her know. All of these different examples, as you'll notice, have nothing to do with their appearance, and they are gender neutral. They could be said to a man or a woman. So there's no way you would get in trouble. I also have a section called funny female translations. So for example, if a woman said, if you ask her to do more work and she says, oh my, do you need me to finish by today? What she means is I heard you loud and clear. I've just got way too much on my plate right now. Or when she says, I'm fine, I'm I'm busy handling the PR project. It's a massive undertaking for one person. What does that really mean in her head? I'm overwhelmed and annoyed, and I'm not going to tell you why. You have to figure it out yourself. Good luck. So these are kind of 
fun translations that if you as a man want to know what's going on, again, not in every woman's head, but a majority, how are women thinking and interpreting something you may say? It's very interesting to have these type of examples and anecdotes. These days, if you're a good guy, to say or do the wrong thing, even when you're well-intentioned, not all industries are male-dominated. The healthcare industry is dominated by women, but the financial industry is still pretty much predominantly male-dominated. And so I noticed a clear divide in how the men were engaging with women. And they were saying, Heather, it's backfiring. They want to hire more women, but the Me Too movement has caused them They're afraid to because they don't want to get in trouble. So it's had the opposite effect of what was expected from this movement. They would rather not deal with a woman at all in the workplace versus hire more because they're scared. There are plenty of more examples in the book that can help guide you to protect your job, protect your company, and most importantly, your reputation. Financial analyst Heather Zumaraga author of The Man's Guide to Corporate Culture, part of the HarperCollins Leadership Essentials series. We spoke via Zoom on August 5th. Still to come, a major development for a major league facility, and from tiny house to big business. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Aloha! It's a touch of the island in Iowa. Join us for the annual Tate and Dottie Cummins Memorial Pineapple Gala to benefit Camp Courageous. Friday, August 19, 6 p.m. at the Doubletree Convention Center in downtown Cedar Rapids. Enjoy a Hawaiian dinner, live and silent auction, and special presentation to mark Camp's 50th anniversary. To view auction items or for tickets, go to campcourageous.org. The Iowa Business Report is presented by the Iowa Waste Reduction Center, sponsors of a series of free community training workshops on composting, recycling, and more. For information, go to IWRC.org. The second Major League Baseball game at the Field of Dreams site near Dyersville was held this past week. There won't be a third in a row next year, though, because of the major construction plan for a phased project there, including nine ball fields, a hotel and event space, and an outdoor concert amphitheater. The This Is Iowa ballpark project will also create a permanent multi-use stadium. Total project investment is $50 million. The State of Iowa's Destination Iowa program announced a major investment in the project this past week, $12.5 million, 25% of the total cost. It was awarded to the city of Dyersville and will be used for stadium infrastructure. This is part of a $100 million program we've told you about. In addition to the Dyersville grant, Destination Iowa awarded $3 million this week to the city of Marion for development of Marion Central Plaza into a four-season gathering space, as well as completion of the Seamar Trail, connecting downtown Marion to Cedar Rapids. Another half million went to the Danville Railcar Project to purchase and restore a 1937 European Oplan boxcar. Further grants will be made until the fund is exhausted later this year. Coming up, quick setup, 
long-time use. You're listening to the Iowa Business Report. Looking for a great summer read? Get the July-August issue of Iowa History Journal to discover the journey of Iowa space explorer James Van Allen. Revisit your childhood through the house with the magic window. Learn about Sioux City's World War II Army Air Base and read the finale of our Making Waves series, which highlights Joe Dumont. Get your copy of Iowa History Journal at Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Hy-Vee, Fairway, and iowahistoryjournal.com. Support for the Iowa Business Report comes from the Iowa Business Council, a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization working to elevate Iowa's economy through leadership, research, and advocacy. Learn more and review the annual competitive dashboard report by going to iowabusinesscouncil.org. In our business profile, you'll hear from Fred Smith of FastPacks, based in Davenport. He told me about a new product that evolved from a basic concept based on need. The company is FastPacks, F-A-S-T-P-A-K-S. The name comes from the fact that these little micro units, they're 8 by 12 with a 10 and a half foot cathedral ceiling, 96 square feet interior space, and they fold flat to about 24 inches for ease of transportation and storage. We learned of the concept really back in the 2000s from a, an item over in Europe that was being used, but they were much bigger, much more bulky. So my partners and I started thinking, wouldn't it be nice to have a micro room? that was maybe smaller, lighter, cheaper, faster to put up, faster to take down. And so we started designing this, what is now the, the micro unit called the Fastpack. They're steel frames, so they're totally customizable. We started in 2018 with this idea. We, as a business strategy, said we don't want to hire our own staff to manufacture these things. We want to sub those out, and we'll just do the business development and marketing so right after we got started, there was a business in West Davenport, a manufacturing firm called ESCP. We had discussions with them. They were very excited about working with us. And shortly into that relationship, the president passed away. That was a very sad time, and it set us back a lot. We finally got back up on our heels and started going again. And then 2020, COVID hits us. And so for the last couple of years, it's been a struggle. So we've been a firm that persevered. Because uh, any one of those would have been difficult to overcome. So there's stories all the time about when businesses succeed, it's because of perseverance. And that's where we're at right now. So these units can be used any number of ways. Think about what happened to us during COVID. We work from home. And a lot of places didn't have room for an office. Or if they have children, the children need a place to play while you work. So these things can be customized any way you want. They can come in a variety of panels. For example, we use sunroom vinyl panels with screens called Weathermaster System. They fold into each other. The windows can be vertical or horizontal, fold into each other for 75% ventilation. You can have man doors. You can have sliding doors. You can have insulated hard sides. You can totally enclose the thing. So one of our first prototypes that we built was a solid insulated four sides with a man door, heated and air conditioned, fully wired, when we got that done, we learned a lot, of course. So we didn't want to just get rid of the prototype and throw it out. So we went to uh, an organization in town that works with the homeless called 180. And we asked them, can you use this? 
And they said, oh my gosh, absolutely. So we donated it to them. In fact, that got us to where we're advertising that for every fast pack that we sell, we'll donate $100 to that organization. Because these things were limited only by your imagination. So they can be poolside rooms. If you have a swimming pool and you need a little shelter beside it, perfect. It can be an office. It can be a playroom. It can be a social room, a dining room, a bar. You, you think about what, what do you want to do with it, and we can customize it to meet your needs. One of the things that I thought was fascinating when I started learning about the product, it seems to be the sort of thing, not only multi-purpose, but I think of some people who discuss adding on to their house. You know, we need another room, we want a sunroom, we want something. And their fear is that if they put the investment into that structure that is part of the existing house, they may not get the return on the investment when it comes time to sell it. What you're suggesting with this product is if I want, in essence, a sunroom, I can buy a fast pack. It can be connected to the house either through an entryway or just off the main building. And if I don't want to sell it with the property, it condenses to 24 inches and I can have it reinstalled at my new property. I mean, that's, that's a fantastic bit of versatility and flexibility. That's exactly right. That's one of the big benefits of a fast pack. They're temporary structures. They don't require a foundation. They just require being level. You can do that with shims. You can erect it pretty much anywhere you want. We have a couple of display models around the Quad Cities. One is at Twin State Technical Services, and they were, just as you described, they were out of room, and they wanted a conference room. So we built one for them, and it's adjacent to their back wall, which is an insulated hard side. And then the, the two sides in the front of the fast pack are the vinyl. So they have a beautiful view on three sides. They sit right off a of Duck Creek Park golf course, and now they're fighting over space in it. They had to put a reservation system in so that people could reserve the spots. So temporary, you don't need a building permit. Again, it's a temporary structure. It's not taxable. So there's a lot of advantages because it is a temporary structure. And as you described, if you change it, change the, the location, you can fold it back down, ship it to your new location, pop it back up. Now, I did not think of the taxation aspect, but yes, since it is a temporary structure, it's, it's a very different thing. With the point about working from home, I have the ability with what I do to work from home, but my problem is I have a wonderful workspace, but if I want to record, for example, for the radio, then the rest of the house has to be somewhat quiet or they have to alter what they're doing so that I'm not interrupted. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great to just put a shed a hundred yards from the main house and you just walk out there with your cup of coffee and do your business. This is that same approach, but in a much more flexible manner and uh, something that has a lot more, I'll say, comfort elements. When I think of just going to a big box store and dragging a shed home, that's not very comfortable, if you will, but a fast pack is very different. The one at Twin State is actually wired, so it has a combination heater and air conditioner in it that runs on a remote. It's up in our gable end. It's got plugs. It's got motion detector. It's got hanging lights, so when you walk up to the door, the lights come on. It's wireless. You could really set up a shop for your operation in a fastback with minimal effort at all. How does this compare from a cost standpoint with a structure that would be similar that I would have fixed to my current house or office? Well, you can get anything from a few thousand dollars to twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, depending on how stout you want your unit to be. 
Our basic price is $15,999. We've run them through an engineering structural analysis. The report says these things are stout. They weigh about 1,500 pounds. They will survive 110 mile an hour winds, eight to 10 feet of snow. I mean, they're not going anywhere for $15,999. So you're not gonna get a solid structure for that price. Plus then you gotta worry about building permits and taxes and, and that kind of stuff. So these give you a much more flexible option than those solid buildings. Remind us again, where can they see prototypes there in the Quad Cities area? The first one I talked about is Twin State Technical Services. It's on Kimberly Road, right by Duck Creek Golf Course. That one's staged as a conference room. It's fully wired, air-conditioned, lights, the whole deal. Then just up the street on Elmore, the Great Escape is a retreat spa. They have pools, hot tubs, billiard tables. And they have one that's staged as kind of a pool house with their lounge chairs. They got a little table and chairs in there. You can see those photos. Both of them are on our website, but you can see them in person. Again, the Great Escape on Elmore Avenue and Twin State Technical Services on Kimberly. Fred Smith is co-owner of Fast Packs online at fastpacks.com. That's F-A-S-T-P-A-K-S dot com. They are actually on the road this week at the Austin Home and Garden Show in Texas, one of five events where their product is being showcased in the coming months by invitation of the show organizers. This includes at the Des Moines Home and Garden Show next February. We connected via Zoom on Wednesday, August 3rd. And that brings us to the close of this week's program. We're back again next week at this same time. In the meantime, you can listen to all or part of today's program by going to totallyiowa.com and clicking on the radio programs link. We're also found on all the major podcast distributors, 19 now in all. The Iowa Business Report is presented by Advance Iowa, providing a variety of business solutions. Let's work together. More at AdvanceIowa.com and search for Advance Iowa on LinkedIn and Facebook. We welcome your comments. Send them by email to radio at totallyiowa.com. I'm Jeff Stein. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you have a prosperous week. The Iowa Business Report is a copyrighted production of Totally Iowa Media, which is solely responsible for its content. For more, click on the radio programs button at totallyiowa.com.